good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hey, everyone. We are here today to talk about the 35th anniversary of Notorious. Although we are still heavily obsessed with future past, and we find it kind of ironic that the 35th anniversary of Notorious kind of happened, kind of coincided with the release of Future Past because there's a lot of reasons to be thankful for Notorious. And with all of the interviews that the band has been doing lately, um, Notorious is the album that has been most visited by the individual band members, I would say, um, when we're talking about the future past, wouldn't you say? Because we've heard John and we've heard Simon and we've heard Nick um, talk about how pivotal Notorious was and not only keeping the band together to make it to this point in time, but how Sir Niall of Rogers basically saved the band. We are forever grateful to him. And as you know, we love, love, love Niall Rogers. So <laughs> hey, I, can't, I can't believe it's been 35 years. I know. Hey, um, yeah. yeah. Because we were just listening to my vinyl record that was my vinyl record I owned when it came out 35 years ago. Yes. That's just a <laughs> I remember scary. where I was when I first heard Notorious yes. on my cassette player. We got, I mean, not my, not my cassette player, but my, my mom's car radio cassette player. We were listening to it yes. on the way home from my drill team situation <laughs> in my freshman year in high school after a game on a Friday night. That's when I remember here in 1986. I can remember that. And I do I do need to call out for the listeners that um, my dog, <laughs> Notorious St. Nick Baldwin, nicknamed Tori, is here recording with us today. So hopefully she and her sister Rio will be quiet. But I named She's my dog after the, this amazing album. So She, she, she gives a lot of kisses. Yes, <laughs> kisses. She loves kissing. She's a sweetheart. Yes. Yeah, I remember the first time at least listening to the album and the Notorious before that. And man, it was just like, this is, this is some something. This is so good. (laughs) And you know, the baseline right there at the end. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is good. This is, it was just so funky and so fresh and just. It was different. It was different. Like really good. And yeah, in a good way. And the album is so good. We were talking about it uh, earlier before we, you know, were recording just how cohesive of an album that is. Right. And the production and everything. It's just. It's, it's a great album. It's a great album. I agree. And you said funky, mm-hmm. which is the number one word that everyone uses to describe that album. I was watching um, the interview with Peter Tong and Simon and Notorious came up in that conversation. And Simon first said, isn't that such a funky record? And he talked, I mean, he said the word funk or funky more than once mm-hmm. in that conversation. And just a, like a two minute blip about Notorious. And he also, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, said that was a time when the band was kind of struggling to figure out who they were and what direction to go. And Niall came in and just busted it out. And as Stephanie mentioned, we're still here 40 years later because Niall came in and saved the day. He plays guitar on there when they didn't necessarily have a guitarist, and he produced it when they didn't necessarily have producers who wanted to come in and support them. So 
again, showing the love for Niall. But um, I think back to that record as a kind of a difficult time because the five members of the band up until then had been my world. And when I found out that Roger was not coming back and that um, Andy was sort of iffy and not on this record, hearing it for the first time was kind of bittersweet, Mm -hmm. I guess. I was very proud that John and Nick and Simon had pursued this thing that is Duran Duran without them, but it didn't seem whole. Mm. And I don't know, in my own view of this band, I don't think that the band was whole again until 2002, 2001, 2002. So I still have, I do think Notorious is one of my favorite albums. I will say out of all of the Duran catalog, it's in my top three favorite albums. But it's there is still in the back of my brain that moment in time when you received the album and the cover art is of three of them and not, you know, you just know that there's something missing in that. So I appreciate Niall for bringing them back to us, even in that form. Uh, I will also say that I have considered Notorious the turning point in a show, a live show where the funk happens and the energy of the show does not diminish from Notorious to the end of the show, especially during the reunion years when they were on fire for every show all the time. And Notorious, I would tell strangers next to me, just hold on, wait for Notorious because you're not going to stop dancing once Notorious happens. So I still believe in the energy of that funk. I really do. I think it's it's a fantastic record. And I have I have a thought about the cover. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the cover being the three of them. All Duran covers don't necessarily have the band on yeah. them because you know Rio is uh, is artwork. So I think that that was pretty brave of them, especially because they had been known as a quintet, if you will, and they were down to the trio. Now it's a beautiful shot and it matches the video and Christy Turlington's on the back and all of that. But I think that there must have been some discussion of do we want to have the band on the front? Do we want to just kind of pretend maybe the other guys are still here and not that they highlighted it by putting their picture on the front? of that album. So. I think they it, had to. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make, Jody, about about that with the two band members missing and everything. And Niall more than made up for that mm-hmm. with the production and with his contribution. And it almost it, it made it a bigger sound, mm-hmm. right? With the funk and with the horns and with, you know, yeah, all yes. the mm-hmm. these other elements that mm-hmm. hadn't been there before, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And yeah, I, it, it's on one hand for me, I missed that it wasn't the five of them. On the other hand, I really appreciated this new, at the time, sound and new direction that they went in. And it, it just, it sort of made up for it a mm. little bit, you yeah. know? And it was Niall's funky slap guitar. Is that what yeah. he calls it? I don't know. The slap, I slap face, but I don't know about slap well, guitar. But it was his funky guitar riff. Yeah. And not Andy's rock riff, right, too. Right, so right. definitely yeah. that was intentional. Yeah, that um, and then, like, Steve Ferone is, yeah. like, his, his I, you know, was listening to it on the drive up here today. Like, Steve Ferone, his drum, you know, with John's bass, like, that rhythm section is, like, even, like, more in your face. Like, to me, it was def- definitely different and harder sounding than what we had heard from Roger and John. So, but, it, you know, Steve Ferone's his sound is so cohesive throughout the album 
And it might be, Notorious might be one of the most cohesive albums that we had until Future Past just now. Especially and thinking about of, it. Coming off of Seven and the Ragged Tiger that yes. didn't necessarily, I didn't know better at whatever age I was at that time, but listening to it in hindsight, no, Seven and the Ragged Tiger is not very cohesive. Like yeah. the flow and then isn't we get, there. Right, right. And then we get Notorious and it, you're right. They, there's something more, um, not that everything sounds the same, but there's an underlying similarity. And I don't know if it's the drums. I don't know if it's John. I, I'm not sure what that is. Do you guys remember them on uh, Soul Train? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. And yeah. I never thought twice about it. And then you read articles and things afterwards, <laughs> and they got shit for that. You know, they yeah. got a lot of flack for that because what are these guys? And we hear them talking in interviews about how the record company thought this sounded too black and all that. It's like, what are you talking about? We are about? finding out, you know, with that, you mentioning that, I was thinking that too, about how how there were a lot of assholes at Capitol at the mm-hmm. time because we have now since watched the Tina Turner documentary mm-hmm. yeah. um, last holiday season. And there was like basically a lot of racist, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say that, yeah. at freaking Capitol during that time. Yep. There were. Old white guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then didn't Simon just mention Soul Train when he was talking about ACL? He was like, no our last American band shows is I don't I think, think did they I don't think it. they did bandstand because I think he's like did we do bandstand I know we did Soul Train for sure <laughs> <laughs> right, so he remembers Top of the Pops for sure and he remembers Soul Train yeah. which I, I, I awesome. remember being so proud because I'm like <laughs> my band is on Soul Train <laughs> yes <laughs> I would watch that I would watch mm-hmm. bandstand on Saturday mornings and Soul Train would come on at like four in the afternoon right, right. I would, I would yep. spend my I watched both Dancing the whole time. (laughs) How important was it that my band was on Soul Train? What did they play? Do we know? Notorious and Mito President. Did they do Mito or was it Skin Trade? Hang on. Y'all keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Is it on YouTube? We need to look it up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. put a a reference to it on our Instagram. Okay. So Steve Ferroni. You said Ferrone. I say Ferroni. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Um, I love that I got to see him in person with Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And I love that he became a heartbreaker. Yes. And he was just part of the core of that band once um, they fired Stan, who was the original. Yeah, band. Tom Petty, like, handpicked yeah. Yeah. Steve. Well, after they broke him, yeah. told him no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have had an appreciation for him for quite some time. And I, I love that he's part of the Duran Duran history um okay so there's a soul train video on youtube skin trade so they did do skin trade and hang on let's see Nito presidente and skin trade apparently with a two yeah so that's not even notorious they had to have done notorious. i gotta do some more research on this but if any of our listeners know tell us on our instagram page what we're missing here i think they did notorious and Nito presidente but apparently there's a video from soul train on youtube's so Andy uh, is listed as a musician, but there's tiny with, little bits with Steve Ferrone, Ferrone, Andy Taylor, <laughs> and Nile Rogers. Yeah, and but even Cucurillo's name is on. Yeah, yeah Warren, interestingly yeah. enough, well. under yeah. musicians is Warren. Yeah. Very interesting. So something that's come up recently that I think is funny, because when we were listening to it a minute ago, the horns really stuck out to me. Yeah. And uh, the, the Borneo horns. Yes. Yeah. Called, yeah. Called. The Rolling Stones concert. 
that we all went to well all we of were us except for Deanna traumatized and didn't make it but <laughs> so we turned around by the traffic <laughs> traffic show but this anyway. was one of the worst travel to a show situations the any worst. of us have not ever one been of in. the worst it was well the I'm going to include our trip to see the Foo Fighters where I freaking missed the struts as one of the worst too so there's two bad okay, experiences well. to the same freaking venue so Coda get your yeah get us together. together the crazy thing is is we didn't even travel we're like in right. the city I know, it's, the same it's not even like a travel story right. Like we were out of the state or it something. It would have taken less time to get to San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah. So okay. it would have taken less time to walk. <laughs> it would have. If we had parked like literally three miles it away, it would have taken me less time to walk to Round Rock, and, <laughs> yes, which is more a suburb north of Austin. That is a topic for another. <laughs> yes. So, yes, we, we digress. We could go on about this forever. Um, okay, so Rolling Stones had two saxophone players on stage. There were, from the little bit of the show I actually got to see, there was at least two saxophone solos. Somewhere in all of these flurries of interviews that we've had recently, um, we've recently had access to via Duran Duran, there's been a conversation about how there's not horns in music anymore. And I want to say that Notorious was the last gasp of brass in Duran Duran's music for sure. Am I right in that? Has there been horns in music? Duran Duran's so music since Duran, then? to make it, but to clarify, Notorious had a full horn section right. that had like trumpets and trombones right. and not Wasn't just it like saxophone. Tower Power or something like it that? It was this beret of horns. Okay. They had saxophones earlier because they had yes. saxophones. Yeah, because we got Andy. Yeah, we had Andy. But, but yeah, like on their albums. Reasons. Right. Was there anything after Notorious that had that brass or, or horn no, sound? No, because I feel I like know. that was a, I feel like that was kind of an early eighties, really. honestly, kind of a thing that other bands yeah. were really doing it. I yeah. heard actually the guy that plays the brass on Spandau Ballet's True. That was the first song he actually played a saxophone <laughs> on, and it's like their biggest hit. So it was a thing back then. But you're right. This may have been kind of the last hurrah. But that said. They're still bringing Simon along, Simon Wilscroft. Because they have to. Because they have to play on Rio. those hits, they have that great sax. <laughs> right. But it's not the full brass, not like right. a full horn right, right. section. Yeah. So I told a teenager who's learning how to play saxophone to go listen to You Belong to the City and Rio to learn how to play. <laughs> you Belong to the that more, more modern yeah. to tell him to listen no, to no, because great. music nowadays doesn't You're like, have who is Glenn Fry? Fry. <laughs> it's like, who is Glenn Fry? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <That's so awesome. laughs> he could have been the KDG. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Or, you know what? Urgent. Do you remember Urgent by Florida? Yeah. They have but that but major. But that is a big deal. Yeah. That that's I feel like maybe Lori did Quarter one of her shows. Yeah, I think she, Lori might have done one of her shows with like these like saxophone. Oh yes, okay. like list. I need to. But look with up. Urgent, yeah. Now I want a karaoke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I saw um, Lou Graham, he sang yeah. it. He had the best sax player. So at least they're still bringing out some really talented people to do it. To duplicate the eight. Yes. Because, but it's it's really fun still. Yeah. So. It's funny um, when you were talking about the drummers, and I was just I had a thought about sort of that spectrum with Roger, Steve, and then Tony Thompson with Power Station. Mm-hmm. It was it's like so very different styles and like on power station i know we're talking about notorious but man that's just a heavy heavy mm-hmm. oh yeah powerful just you know what i mean which went with the with the sound 
Which is funny but, because Dave Grohl talks about how he's just a disco drummer. And mm-hmm. when you think Dave wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit, or yeah. not wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit, he, he helped the, you yeah. know, build the drum parts that helped Smells Like Teen Spirit. And he says, if you listen to Good Times by Chic and uh, Spells Like Teen Spirit, it's the same drum sound. It's just disco drums. And he's like, Tony Thompson's like one of my favorite yes. drummers yeah. ever. Absolutely. So and now part he, of our yes. family makes it even And now more. he has the DGs. The DGs, of course. So the DGs, the, the DGs. DGs. <laughs> well, but it, it, now we're hearing when Roger and JT are talking about future past, how they're really tight and they've been intentional to do that on this album to even bring a little bit more of their, their right. groove back. And, and doing that brand. His thank drums you, are, Errol Alcan. Yeah, yes. his drums are heavier. Yeah, yes, they are than they have been in the last few albums. What I was wondering, because Steph mentioned Steve um, earlier, and I'm thinking on Notorious, he doesn't use electronic drums, where Roger right. on Seven was right. using electronic drums as he is now. So I think there might have been that different sound because he was not actually using the electronic drums. So Roger uses a mix. He has. Both. He does have the, yeah, the does. standard kit and yeah. the, the electronic drums, but I don't. Just different. Mm-hmm. Did at all. No, I don't think so either. No. I think it was straight. straight. Um, Which is going to sound so. And let's different. talk about like once again lyrically, Simon. I What's mean, your favorite song or favorite lyric? Right now, I would say just because it speaks to the past couple of years that we've had. Where's the real life and your illusion? Yep. On the dark side of power and confusion. Yep. yep. Because to dance, me, that absolutely yep. sums up the last several years yep. that we've um, dealt with in this country. Truth. Yep. Truth. Truth. I don't know that I have a favorite because I love them all, but I've always wondered about the lyrics uh, and who really gives a damn about a flaky bandit. Mm-hmm. Because the <laughs> story's always been that that was about Andy. Right. I've always, I've always thought that was about Andy as well. Um, a short lyric that I love also that I always refer to and I have over the past couple of decades, decades just even in a matter of feeling this moment's madness sure to yes. pass yes yes yes, yes, yes. when when yes. i'm having a hard time yeah and um i'll i'll sing that i'll sing that lyric to myself yeah i think that one was written about roger right this moment's madness is sure to pass i'm not sure and tears will dry as you're leaving mm. mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. that think, makes sense i mentioned this earlier but i think that one was written about roger and simon has recently sometime recently it wasn't like within the most recent interviews, but in the historical past, has written that Too Late Marlene is about Yasmin, and they've been dating up to that point, and it's almost like, do we stay together or do we break up? And we've been together so long, let's just stay together. It's too late to break up now, kind of thing. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm. But by that time, well, I, get, I mean, not to say that Simon hadn't written those lyrics earlier. They'd only been together got, for a they, couple of years. But didn't they get married in 1985, though? Wasn't it a little bit later? I don't remember. No, no Roger got married in 85. No. Nick got married in 84. Had to have been later than that. Roger got married before Notorious came okay. out. Yeah. That summer or so, close to it, something like that. I always like the hell has no fury like a young, young girl's, girl's ego. ego. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Well, and I guess I was 14 when this came out, and I was a little tripped up on um, Winter Marches On. They talk about the breast of fortune. <laughs> Like they're talking about a breast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you always have those. Yes. Those yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a sensitive person, especially back then. Yes. Well, because I, I can understand what he was saying, so. 
Speaking of Winter Winter Marches On, that December was always 85. That was such a serious kind of song, and I feel like that was, you know, the slow down song of this album, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's actually on the album. It's not just a B-side, right? It's on the album. Okay. What's, oh, side? the B-side is We Need You. Yes. That's yeah. the one. So, <laughs> side one is Notorious American Science, Skin Trade, A Matter of Feeling, and Hold Me. And side two is Vertigo, Do the Demolition. So misled, meet El Presidente, winter marches on, and proposition. I always liked um, uh, Miss November Tuesday. Yeah. That, that Winter time. rubber yeah. rules. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I always just thought that was such a grown-up sounding lyric or something. I don't know. I always imagined, too, like a garage with pinup girls posted oh, <laughs> on the garage geez. walls or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I remember getting hung up on what trying to figure out what the lyrics were on American Science in the chorus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All night, All night long, she can two-step two and sway. sway. I just, I couldn't get it. I couldn't. And, but what and when I would read next? It, when I would read it, uh-huh. it was like, and then I'd try to do it without looking at the lyrics. It was like, wait, what? I had to go back <laughs> and look at Did you know what two-stepping was back at the time? Uh, I think so. Well, we'd all seen Urban Cowboy. All night long, <laughs> she can two-step and sway. Ooh, it's such a, it's such poor matter, manners. Sorry. It's oh, I didn't, manners. I didn't know that's what he was saying. There. Yeah. <laughs> Don't keep me waiting because come, and come lay down beside yeah. me. Yeah. Let whole yeah. chunk. Yeah. Like, I'll two step with Simon. Could, <laughs> he wants to couldn't. two step and sway. You've seen I him think dance. I think two step was like a figure of speech. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I will literally two step with and any I, and, I I and I don't think uh, breast was a lady's body part <laughs> yeah. either. It's the breast of fortune. Okay, but you know what I mean. In that lyric, I kept hearing blue suede shoes. Or something like that. Isn't there, like, doesn't suede he say that later? Because I hear suede. that, too. Hold on. <laughs> Simon, tell us. Yeah. Can we text you and ask you? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember. So which of these songs had videos? So, of course, Notorious yeah. had the video with the girls dancing with the boots and it was so very stylized. And, and Christy Turlington's in that, and it looks like the cover. Yes, and remember, at the same time, Steve Winwood had a very, very similar, similar yes. video by the same director. The Higher Love. Yes. I think it was Higher yes, Love yes. video. Yes, yes. Fun fact about Christy Turlington. Don't know if y'all know. Supermodel back in the day. All of the mannequins, I think, in the Met or the MoMA were her face. Like, they made the face because Whoa, she has the most, yeah, like, the most classically beautiful light proportions. Whoa. So they took it and they made that. Had no idea. Face. Fun fact about Christy Turlington. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of the mannequin episode of Seinfeld. Yes. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me of the Freedom video with all the supermodels. Oh, oh yeah. I love yeah. that video. I love that video, too. I love that video. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that video. Those okay, so are the supermodels. Yes. They are. Yes, yes. Not these stupid little girls right now. <laughs> yeah. they, they don't call them supermodels anymore. I no. don't think they call them they that don't? anymore. No, no. I've, I've heard people call them that, but I'm like, they're not supermodels. They're not. They're not. No. But we digress again. <laughs> <laughs> if they were not in the Freedom video with George Michael or in Girl Panic more recently with Duran Duran, I would argue that they're not supermodels. But. <laughs> and we go on. Notorious with a video. Uh, skin trade. Skin trade was a video. Meet El Presidente. Yes. That's it. The three of those. Just the three it's of those. Up. What happens in the skin trade video? I don't remember. It's kind of like the back. It's kind of like the kind of black and white background. Yeah. And right now, I just see John in the kind of like white jacket, kind a of dancing net, around. A shirt. <laughs> All I can think of right now is um, 
I can't even remember Not that now. one. Wow. I just see oh, John. Right, I just right, see right. John right now. Where well, they're all there. they're like all together. They're facing yeah. together. Oh, so it's all black and white. Yeah. yeah. And, and then there's mm-hmm. like the, okay. the okay. model. There's some same. splash of color, but like, yeah. but okay. when they've got that tight shot of the three of them together, yes. saying, "Would yes, someone yes. please explain?" So right. Yes. What was the other one? Mido. Mido Presidente, which was more of like a live performance type. Um Setting. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is a fun song. Okay. That is that was a good remix too. Yeah, I was gonna say that's, that's one of my favorites that has favorite. multiple <coughs> versions in multiple remix situations. I think I own like misfits. seven copies of it. It's the Latin Misfits that yes, has it. Yes, yes, that's the yes, name yes. of that remix. That's right. So. I like that one. Yes. Talking about supermodels, so Skin Trade <laughs> has Tatiana Patitz. Yeah, who was also in the Freedom. Yes. Who was also in the Freedom video. Ah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> she was. Yep. Yes. I lo- she was one of my favorite supermodels. Anyway. Very cool. Okay. <sighs> so, um, anything else you guys? So, what have we heard off of this album? Notorious? Is that the only one that we hear now? Do we hear any Live? others? Live. Yeah. Notorious. Are there any that we'd like to hear if we're going to put requests out to the universe, to the Duraniverse? I would love to hear American Science. Live. I, I would, would agree too. with I that. Would I would love to hear American Science. And I think he could do it vocally still. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're voting to hear maybe possibly American Science. Sure. Yeah. Again, if we put that out there, I think A Matter of Feeling is really a beautiful song too. I always liked Hold Me. I do too. Yeah. Hold I Me love is a really me. good song too. Yes. This is yeah. just a really good album. So yeah, y'all, Thank you. bust it out. Go listen to it again. Thirty-five years old. Thirty-five years. Nineteen eighty-six. Yahoo! Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.